Hi, and welcome back to another edition of The Tongue with Dr. Mike. If you're hearing this for the first time, thank you for joining us. If you're coming back to hear more, thank you as well. We've been doing a brief discussion about a newsletter that I've done over a decade ago. We're bringing some of the topics back up to light because some people still have some questions. And we're doing a basic overview of some of the things going on, some of the books of the Bible, regular questions that people have. Pretty soon, if not already, you will be able to go to thetonguespeakslife.com, put your questions there. Uh, Most of the lessons will be up there eventually. They'll be available for you to download and to read. Uh, So why the tongue? So we we talked about the tongue and why I chose that before uh, the tongue speaks life. So we talked about Proverbs before. The tongue has power of life and death. Words can speak life or they can speak death, right? We've already gone over that. We've gone that you can build people up and you can tear them down. That's the book of Proverbs. But there's another book um, in James that uh, also speaks about the tongue. It says, take ships, for example, although they are large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest that is set on fire by just a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person sets the whole course of his life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame his tongue. It's a restless evil full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing, and this should not be. It goes on, and I don't want to steal the thunder. I want you to go to the book of James yourself and look at what the Bible says about the tongue. So when I did the newsletter, the tongue was a simple topic for me because, like I said, there's power in that tongue. So you don't know what you say to somebody or or what effect that has on somebody. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they've been through. And a simple word or simple comment at the right time or at the wrong time will cause either a great thing or a very terrible thing. So that's why the tongue will keep going over that some more. Um, We are going to go into another quick review of books of the Bible. We're going to be staying in the Old Testament, we're going to a book called Chronicles. It's broken into two, First and Second Chronicles. We are Old Testament, the 13th and 14th books of the Old Testament. Uh, these books are pretty much the same history that was covered in Samuel and in Kings, uh, but they have a, a slightly different point of view. Uh, King David is, King David is uh, highly regarded uh, in, in this. In First Chronicles, he's especially honored for having made Jerusalem the center of worship in Israel now. So his importance is also emphasized in Second Chronicles, where his son Solomon and heir is highly praised uh, among the kings of, uh, of the north, um, where the, king, the kings of the north are, are more ignored. Um, 
two kings of Judah, Hezekiah and Josiah, who share uh, David's enthusiasm for proper worship practices. They receive a special um, attention in Second Chronicles as well. So if you've never read um, the book of Chronicles, jump over 13th, 14th book of the Old Testament and take a look at what's going on in Israel as they have King David. Okay, so we're going to move right along and I'm going to jump forward a little bit because, and this is something I usually speak of in more spring than, than anything, uh, maybe March or, or April, uh, but spring is coming. I think we're all going to be a little bit uh, more relieved when this winter has passed us by. But uh, we're going to continue with another verse. Uh, this is going to be in the book of James, it's chapter 5. And it's verses 7 and 8, and it says, Be patient then, brothers, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, and how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains? You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Different books of the Bible all talking about uh, the same topic. And I also have additional verses for you for this week or this month, however you, you plan to read this day. Either way, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, uh, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, and Matthew chapter 16, verses 2 and 3. Write those down, go to them later, not now, of course. Uh, but let's talk about spring. So spring is on the way. Um, the seasons are uh, eventually going to change, and that reminds us that uh, the strength that strengthens us as the world around us takes new form. Uh, you get more encouraged as the spring comes along. More people get excited. With the arrival of warmer weather, we look forward to longer days, uh, being outside, new beginnings. Uh, nature is filled with uh, the return of many things, uh, which reminds us that no matter how, how bad things may seem, it only lasts for a season. Uh, now, the Bible only lasts... I'm sorry, the Bible only tells us that there's a season for every purpose under heaven. You may remember that popular song back by the birds that informed us of this passage, which is actually in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8. I wonder how many people have thought about the words they were singing when you sang about that song. You sang it out loud. You, you, maybe you didn't know what you were singing, but it's a time for everything um, with spring cleaning um, it means you clean out your closet you sweep under the furniture uh, remember that it's just for that season spiritual cleansing has an uh, e uh, eternal influence well you should dust your Bible off as well and, and begin spiritually cleaning through that uh, the Bible talks about uh, a, a a couple different things like that. It, it tells you to cleanse your heart. It tells you to clean out your mouth. It tells you to renew your mind. Repent from hidden sin. It tells you release unforgiveness and bitterness. It says involve Jesus in your daily life. Learn to laugh all about yourself and, and laugh at life. Uh, don't take things too serious. There's different books of the Bible for each of that. Uh, for cleansing your heart, uh, you, you can read that uh, a lot in Psalm, the 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 book of Psalms. Uh, when you 
clean out your mouth. As your heart gets clean, your mouth should follow. Not just bad language, but negative talk, pessimistic thoughts, anything that contradicts God's word. You can read about that in Philippians. You should renew your mind all the time. Romans is a great book for renewing of your mind, taking out the garbage, garbage in, garbage out, right? So repenting from sin. Uh, the Bible says confess your sin, tell someone, reach out for help. That's in uh, the book of Psalms. It's spiritual closet cleaning. Release unforgiveness and bitterness, right? Get rid of the old baggage. You don't realize how it hinders your life. That You can read that in, in Hebrews as well. Uh, and involve Jesus in your daily light, in your life. He wants to be involved uh, in the big moments, but the small moments also. You know, First uh, Corinthians, you can read about that, uh, chapter 1. Uh, and, and don't take life too serious. Enjoy yourself. Uh, the book of Psalms is, is filled with not taking life too serious and enjoying yourself. But there's a couple different passages for you. Uh, look them up in your spare time. But, but remember, this is a transformation of your mind. You're constantly, constantly cleaning out the, the, do the spring cleaning, clean out, constantly renew your mind, transforming your mind, right? So as we continue with that, I'm going to touch upon some of the discussion we did for the last couple episodes, right? So we've been talking about, we started this with, hey, is this the end? Well, you know, we start we start with everyone has a theory on it correct so um we discuss false prophets in christ uh, okay so we've already gone through uh talking about birth pains right and famine war earthquakes and as they slowly begin to increase in number and frequency uh, it was likened to child childbirth right so now we have signs to watch for Right, we have uh, increase in technology, the rise of certain countries like Russia, 200 million man army, um, one world government. Man, we're <laughs> we're we're getting there. We'll we're gonna spend a whole a whole couple um, a whole couple sessions on the chess pieces are moving. Uh, in case you haven't been noticing, um, so now let's talk about the next step: of false prophets in Christ. So, what do I mean by that? So that means um, anyone that says, you know, they're the Messiah, uh, they're Jesus Christ himself. Uh, actually, in the probably the next uh, session or uh, very, very frequent, uh, a, a very quick topic we're going to go on. And that's, um, you know, history has proven that, you know, Muhammad and Confucius and, and Jesus, history has proven they've all walk this earth correct so i'm going to go very briefly because somebody brought this to they asked me a question i'm going to answer it uh the way that that i i feel answers it and i think we're going to wait on that till next week so or next one of the next uh shows coming up but anyway false prophets so uh, the book of Matthew talks about many will come in my name saying I am the Christ and will mislead many, right? And many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Uh, false Christs and false prophets appear and they'll perform great signs and miracles to deceive everybody, right? So what am I talking about? So let's go back a couple years. Uh, for some of us, it's a couple more years. Um, 
So people have come and claimed to be the Messiah multiple times. Jim Jones is one. Joseph Smith is one. David Koresh is another. All examples of false Christs, as well as countless others, right? So Jim Jones starts his own church. He starts his own church known as the People's Temple. Uh, they reject the Bible fully and claim that the world's going to end due to a nuclear war. Right? Jones moves his over 1,000 members to a city he creates in Guyana called Jonestown. After much suspicion about abuse to children and adults uh, who threatened to leave the group, actually a congressman, uh, Leo Ryan, visits the city to investigate and see what's going on. Upon his arrival, some members of the People's Temple decide to leave with the congressman, but they all share the same fate because they were uh, all shot as traitors. Now, knowing that they've done a serious uh, assault on a, not just regular people, but a congressman as well, um, the People's Temple decided to perform a mass suicide by drinking Kool-Aid. They mixed it with cyanide, and the, everybody was given a choice. So whoever refused to drink the Kool-Aid was immediately injected or shot on sight. Jones shot himself in the head, and 638 adults and 276 children died that evening. Terrible, right? So, Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith marries Emma Hale, and he goes on to write the Book of Mormon, who, uh, that, well, that establishes the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the Mormon Church, for those of you that don't know. Uh, he leads a 5,000-man military and adopted many people into his quote-unquote rainbow family. He then claimed to be the Messiah, moved his followers to Illinois, where he created a city. Uh, he, led, uh, he led then a militant up uprising against the U.S. government uh, during President Buchanan, uh, his term in office, and he was shot and killed for his actions. Uh, now, their new leader who steps up and takes the place is Brigham Young, and many people might have known who or have heard of Brigham Young. Brigham Young moves the Mormons west, right? We all know where they end up. David Koresh is another person that joined uh, the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, which was a split. Uh, the Branch Davidians was a split of like the Seventh-day Adventists, right? So uh, David Koresh, his actual name was Lois. Um, he becomes a leader. He claims that he's God, and uh, he claims he's the Messiah. Uh, all the time, he's trading illegal arms to fund his 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 new <laughs> compound. But on February 28, 1993, government officials stormed David's compound in Waco and began a 51-day standoff with everyone in the compound. Uh, it's terrible. There's there's tons of documentaries on it. I, I suggest you take a look. And, and see exactly what, what went down, what unfolded. The raid, well, here's a spoiler alert. <laughs> the raid ends with the building catching fire and 75 of Koresh's followers all burned to death. So now you don't have to watch it, right? So Koresh also dies in the fire. So what's the Bible say about that, right? The Bible says, uh, well, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and lift your heads because your, your redemption draws nigh, right? That's a book of Luke. So all three of these individuals were immoral and violent, especially to children, right? Um, they claimed to be the Messiah, but unlike Jesus, they lived by violence, lust, 
you know, a whole score of things. Second uh, Corinthians says Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. This could be the reason why thousands of people are deceived. False prophets are paving the way for Antichrist, and we are going to speak about Antichrist. Uh, many of these New Age groups, uh, groups sorry, are already working in the United Nations, and they're anxiously awaiting Antichrist to step on the scene and will usher in world peace. They're preparing the way for acceptance as the head of the hierarchy of gods. Um, so... Hopefully that makes a little bit more sense to you. A couple of examples of who's what. and, and uh, <laughs> But you're going to hear it. That's not the last ones. And as we get closer and closer, you're going to hear more people saying, this is who I am and this is what I can do. Uh, we are going to make uh, a, couple, a couple sessions about the book of Revelation. Uh, even with my PhD, I, I, I did a, a thesis on the book of David uh, I'm sorry, the book of, of Daniel and uh, the book of Revelation and all the similarities, how how many years apart. And I don't want to get into it because we're going to go into depth of it, but that was um, the basis of my, my doctorate. Um, so Proverbs 27 says, Iron sharpens iron. And you, you might remember that if you're a football fan because the Broncos use that as their mantra or, or their rally cry when they won the Super Bowl. That's how, their, that's how their, uh, their season started. Everyone that was written in their weight room, iron sharpens iron. Uh, but that's from the Bible. That's Proverbs. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Uh, we are supposed to lean on each other and become iron men and women for each other. You, you know, join a band of brothers and boldly declare that, you know, Lord Jesus is who he is. Um, Luke, the book of Luke, chapter 9 says, Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory, and the glory of the Father and the holy angels. Right? So I don't know about you, but I don't, I don't want him to be ashamed of me. That's for sure. So um, remember, if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with the heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. I pray as we continue this journey together, good seed continues to fall on good ground. God's word is alive, and Christ stands at the door and knocks. Once that door is opened, the promise begins. Angels in heaven await to cheer your decision. Your name is written on the hand of God where it never leaves. Your father loves you. Find out who he is. Speak the word to combat your trials. It works, right? So before we take a quick prayer, uh, I want to encourage everybody. Hey, you know, uh, praying doesn't have to be a formal thing. It can be, hey, God, I'm scared. Hey, God, I, I don't know what to do here. Hey, I need help. You know, very simple. Christ just wants to be involved. God wants to be involved in your life. Um, and that's it. I stand at the door and knock, right? So it doesn't have to be, you know, our Father who art in heaven, I'll be that. It doesn't have to be that, hey, God, I need help. I don't know what to do here. Hey, God, I'm scared. Hey, God, I, I can't do this. Hey, God, I'm anxious. Hey, God, I'm sad. Hey, God, I'm depressed, right? Hey, God, I don't know what to do, right? God is your biggest your biggest cheerleader. 
You know, he's standing there and he's saying, you can do this. You can do this. Don't give up. You can do this. I'm on your side. We can do anything. Don't give up. Stand up. Get up. Don't quit. Right? Find out who God is. Encourage one another. Right? Father God, your word tells us that. It tells us not to lean on our own understanding. It is difficult sometimes to flee from fear and doubt, though. But you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Forgive us for not making the right decisions on our journey and rescue us from being lost. Bind truth and charity around our necks. Help us to daily transform our minds, to guard and protect ourselves. Help us realize that we are in control of our thoughts and actions, our attitudes, and our outlook. Although there may be pain at night, joy comes in the morning. May the readers and the listeners of this podcast and this newsletter as it goes out on the site be blessed and encouraged and let them realize you already overcame this world. Let them realize their value. In Christ's name, amen. Right? Thank you for joining me. Remember, thetonguespeakslife.com. Look for it. Go to it. Send me your questions. Send me your comments. You're very loved. Thank you very much. I'll see you next time.